Well, I uh, and I got to thank Jonathan Greenstein because he never forgets to um, to send me the latest catalog. Uh, the Greenstein Gallery has an auction of rare, antique, and artisan Judaica happening on Wednesday, July 13th. That's this coming Wednesday, starting at 11 a.m. at their gallery at 417 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. And uh, there's an absentee bid form on the last page of the catalog. If you're listening right now and you want to be involved, Jonathan will explain all of that coming up. But again, it's happening Wednesday, July 13th. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of items. Of course, I have already, <laughs> I have already uh, earmarked those that have struck my fancy. Jonathan Greenstein, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. And Nachum, always a pleasure to speak to you, my oldest and dearest friend. What's going on, brother? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you and I, you and I were just uh, speaking off the air about how quickly the years go, and I guess the two of us are really good eyewitnesses to that, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a long time since a Saturday night at Bernstein. So much I could tell you. Oh, that's for sure. Well, I mean, I'm going to start with item number four, and you probably knew that I was going to start with item number four because look, your catalog is filled with incredible silver, amazing Judaica. I mean, things that. Uh, are, are priceless to an extent. Obviously, there's an opening bid, and there are people who are willing to pay a lot of money to have these items. I get all of that, but you sure. know, but you know that there's certain things that strike my fancy often off the beaten path of the silver and traditional Judaic. And item number four, Jonathan Greenstein, is a very large Soviet Jury rally poster for those of us who remember Solidarity Sunday. Uh, this is from the Greater New York Conference on Soviet Jury. It is an amazing piece of art, frankly. Uh, not a bad. Uh, estimate in terms of those who would like this item in their collection. Not a bad estimate, about a thousand dollars. We don't know what you know what it'll go for eventually, but that's what uh, what you're estimating it at right now. Um, how does how does a poster like this get into a Judaica auction? Well, I mean, it's Judaica. You know, anything related to the Jewish religion or the Jewish nation and the Jewish people, you know, as far as an object is concerned, could be considered Judaica. I mean, it was a historical time. You know, um, for Jewish New Yorkers and you know Jews all over the world to try to get the rest of the Russian Jews out of out of um, Russia. You know, um, remember marching with Mayor Kahana in the late seventies. You know, the early seventies on my father's shoulders. You know, it's um, it's a, you know, real. Uh, it was a, a real important time that you know we were marching to get our brothers out. Now you know, and, it, and it worked. Is is this an item? I'm being serious now. Is this an item that has limited a limited audience? Uh, for instance, if someone you know in their home has a few of these lying around, is it is it worth it for them to contact you? Or this is a you know it, it's it's limited in the number of people that are going to be bidding on an item like this. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. It's your atypical, you know, your you know, non-typical, you know, piece of Judaic art. You know, it's it, it's really going to appeal to people that remember those years and, right. and want a memory. You know, and when I saw it, and I vaguely even remembered it from like literally almost forty years ago. Mm-hmm. You mean imagine that? Not forty years ago. You know, yeah. and it seems like yesterday. Yeah. And uh, it, you know, it struck me. I wanted to put it in my catalog, so we did. Very cool. I like it a lot. Very very cool. Thank you. Uh, Thank I you. I go to I <laughs> I go to item number twenty five. A Shana Tova and Passover teacup. Now, how could something be, both be a Rosh Hashanah and Pesach teacup? What's meant by that? Um, well, it has a couple of decorations on it that uh, have both words. You know, they have, oh. it says Kosher Shal Pesach on it, and the other side, and the other side it says Shana, Shana Tova. Oh, very so, cool. So, I mean, yeah, whoever decided on the, at the moment to do this, they did it. You nice. know, it's, um, 
I got it. I, it's I, it's I, a, an adorable little thing that you found popular around at the turn of the century, about two about a hundred years ago. Right, and you think it's uh, you you assume it's from England, and it certainly looks like it has that that look to it. Uh, I go to item I go to item number one sixty five. Jonathan Greenstein is with us. Rare and historical Jewish ritual objects and art are being auctioned off this coming Wednesday, July the thirteenth, beginning at eleven a.m. at the Greenstein Gallery. We'll give you the information in a minute. Uh, now, you know, it's funny because there are items when I look through your catalog, I say, wow, that estimate's way too high. And I say, ooh, that estimate's very low. That's, you know, that's something to really consider. When it, yeah. com- when it, com- when it comes to 165 this is underpriced in my opinion. A complete set of Nevi'im on cloth. We're talking about uh, real parchment, uh, real what look like Torah scrolls, but I assume each one of them are individual Nevi'im, individual prophets. Obviously, there are many Batei Knesset, there are many shuls around the world who do read the Haftorah each week from a cloth, from actual parchment. And this, especially the inside of it, the pictures you have of the inside of these, look spectacular. Honestly, the entire collection for between 12 and 15 grand, I think, is underpriced. Yeah, I know. There's, there's no question that's going to greatly exceed the uh, lower estimate. It's from an estate uh, in New Jersey. Wow. Um, the um, executor of the estate is probably close to in his 70s now, and this was already his father's. Uh, these were written in Poland, but not necessarily for use in Poland. They were written uh, in Poland for use here in America. You know, now when you order a Sefer Torah, you know, through us, you know, we call Eretz Yisrael, right. and, uh, you know, we deal with the cell from there. And, um, you know, I have a safer, you know, before that, you know, if you wanted something written, Poland was the, the center of Safras, you know, before World War II. Uh, you know, so if you wanted, um, you know, if you wanted a, a set like this written, you know, you'll always find it in the old Polish Ksav. The, the cloth is about 22 inches tall. Yeah, it's mashuach, which means it's painted on the outside, you know, the uh, the white kind of whitewash on the outside. Right. Um, it's Kohelis, Yoshua, Shoftim, Treyasar, Shmuel, Yucheskel, Malachim, Yermiyahu, and Yeshaya. Uh, and it's an uh, excellent condition in an old Polish base Yaakov Ksav. Uh, that's absolutely, it's a, I mean, it's a lost art. You know, nobody writes like this anymore. You know, it's, um, you know, Ksav has changed dramatically over the last 50, 60 years, and it's absolutely beautiful. And you're right. If you had to write this now, you're probably looking between fifty dollars and $100,000. Oh, for do it, sure. Do it right and it ended up in someone's private collection, likely two possibilities. Either a synagogue closed, right, and ended up in someone, or someone actually bought it, right? Someone actually went no, ahead. No, no, no. I, I think these were actually privately owned. And from what I understand, I think the guy was a Balkari, because I know that the son at 70 years old is also a Balkari. Wow. You know, so, uh, and yeah, somebody would want to have their own set of clocks. Of cloth Nevi'im, it's yeah, pretty- yeah. yeah. We, I, I've sold several, several individual, you know, um, Nevi'im over the course of the years to various schools in the neighborhood, you so know. But it's, it's always one person that's buying it and donating it. It's usually what happens. Wow, unbelievable! Item number two eleven, one of the most beautiful Kiddush cups I've ever seen. Yaakov Davidoff. Any uh, any history on this one, or just a nice Kiddush cup? No, no. Uh, Yaakov Davidoff is an incredible artist living in Eretz Israel. Uh, he's you know one of the old school Russian silversmiths, you know that immigrated you know, to Eretz Israel, and he took his trade with him. Uh, and he works extremely delightful with enamel, and he's also creative. You know his stuff is usually a lot more um, royal looking, but he got a little—I uh, don't want to say playful with this, you know—but he got very artsy with it. You know, it's a you know very multiple colored. You know, it, it kind of looks like almost 1960-ish. You know, if you look at the, right. um, you know, the, the like that post Art Deco look to it. Right, a but bit, yeah, a a bit a, more a, dignified than that, right? Like a drop, yeah, exactly. Like an like an enhanced 60s type uh, uh, theme. Yeah, exactly. 
You know, something that you that if they made Kiddish in the movie Hair, they'd be using this dub. Exactly. Right. Depending on who the director is. <laughs> if it was somebody with exactly. somebody with taste, they would use this one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Dawning of the Age of Aquarius Cup. That's what we'll call it today. <laughs> I'm surprised that's not in the description, frankly. Now yeah, now yeah. you have a you have a few pages here. Um, which are um, which have items from a personal collection, right? That's how it works. Starting on starting with number two twenty five. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Well, this this auction is basically three estates uh, and a um, an institution that deaccession their collection. That's the overall majority. You know, starting at two twenty five. You know, for the next bunch of lots was an artist named Ilya Shore. Ilya Shore is the most sought after silversmith that lived in the twentieth century. Wow. Uh, he was. Um, personally rescued from Europe uh, by Eleanor Roosevelt, you know, because of his, I guess because of his talent, because, uh, you know, I wasn't there. I don't know. Right. But they're very, uh, Ilya and Risa Shore were very close friends with Isidore and Nancy Martyr. Uh, they traveled together. They were neighbors. They were extremely close. And Ilya Shore made all these items for the martyrs. I mean, he sold these to them, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure it wasn't free. Uh, but, you know, to, to have a collection of Ilya Shore put away for momish 70 years, untouched, Unseen, never in the market. It, it's uh, it's monumental to the, you know to anybody that collects Judaica. You know the estimates on these are quite low. You know my feeling is they're going to at least be double that, uh, and um, you know, it's 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 out of this world. Does everything in a catalog go? Fifty percent of it goes. What percentage of a typical auction usually sells? Uh, anywhere between seventy and ninety. Oh you know, wow, it depends it's that on the high. Auction. Yeah, yeah, we've had you know auctions during you know bad financial times, you know, or just honestly wasn't such interesting things that you know sold fifty, sixty, sixty-five percent. Right. But for the most part, if I had to average it out over the last eighty-two auctions, uh, I would say we're probably in the in the seventy to ninety percent catalog. Wow. You know, especially it all depends on price and and you know attractiveness. You know, like I said, the Ilya Short collection is going to go crazy. It's going to go out of this world because it's uh, it's incredible things that haven't been seen in 70 years. All right, two more things, and then I'll uh, let you give everyone the information if they want to join all of this. Um, sure. Item 312, it's a great Lower East Side scene, Harry Glaubach. Uh, it's wooden. Um, I, I'm assuming that um, that uh, it, it was made years ago, right? This is not something that was done yesterday, correct? This yeah, is- correct. It was made. It was made probably about twenty, thirty years ago. And it's just it's a lot of cute things on it. And uh, anybody who's from the Lower East Side, I'm thinking maybe I need it for my for, for my new studio rebuild. I gotta get this. <laughs> the, but anybody from the Lower East Side or any connection there, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a beautiful wooden Lower East Side scene. The estimate's pretty good, just about a thousand dollars. And yeah. uh, and again, you don't you have no idea. There could be somebody for whom this is tremendous sentimental value, who's willing to spend a lot more than that. And uh, and who knows. Uh, anyway, anything yeah. special about this item you want to mention? Uh, well, Harry, Harry Glaubach, you know, not only did Judaica things like this, but he did a lot of baseball stuff. He did the New York Yankees. You oh, know, wow. he did. Um, yeah, he, he, t- he took blocks of wood, you know, hand painted nostalgic things in it, you know, like the house that Ruth built, um, and uh, and put them together on wood in the back. I don't remember if you remember Essex on Coney. Sure. Um, you know, years ago, sure. you know, when they first opened. Oh they yes. Right. They had all that cool stuff, right? Right. That was all Harry Glaubach. That was all him. Um, you know, and, and his stuff isn't incredibly, you know, expensive. Personally, I think it's incredibly undervalued. And over the course of time, this is the kind of thing that 20, 30 years from now, you know, be worth three or four times what somebody paid for it. That's my opinion. Wow. Uh, you know, but uh, just as a pure nostalgia piece, piece of piece of art, 
you know, listen, we all know the Lower East Side is you know nowhere near as Heimish as it used to be. You know, this is just a nice throwback to you know, um, you know, to to walking down and seeing Gertel's Bakery. No you know question I mean? about it. No question about it. And finally, I got to mention this one, item one ninety three. It's a signed letter from Meyer Lansky to his daughter from December of 1970 during the time that he was in Israel trying to gain Israeli citizenship. And, of course, he was extradited, something that many, many people will never forgive the Israeli government for, frankly. That's correct. After everything that he did for Israel. And there's specific people in the Israeli government, I won't name them right now, so not with us anymore, who who have always been the target of this criticism, and I think rightfully so. But anyway, forget the politics for a second. That's really, really cool. A letter from Lansky, who had amazing handwriting, by the way, uh, to yeah, yeah, to his daughter. Yeah, very, very proper. I've had you know a lot of Marlansky uh, letters over the course of the years. You know, he wrote he wrote a lot of letters. You know, obviously there was no internet. You know, it was yeah. before the internet, but after carrier pigeons. You know, so letters were the way to go. And he, you know, he wrote a lot of them. He was very close with um, his uh, Yushki. That was like his security detail while he was in Eretz Yisrael, and he maintained a friendship with him over the course of the years afterwards. You know, so you know, this guy Yushki sold all of his letters years ago. So his handwriting is, is, you know, is extremely easy to tell because it's it's almost identical in every single letter. But, you know, but uh, you know, whatever they said about Lansky, you know, good and bad. Yeah. He was he was a father, and he wrote a letter to his daughter. Yeah, you know, like what, everybody else. And what a period of time to have a letter from. That's really that again for those who remember. That is a uh, it's really cool to have one from the time that he was trying to gain Israeli citizenship. Uh, there are plenty of Haggadahs, plenty of, uh, of of summon boxes, plenty of Ka'aras, um, menorahs, kiddish cups, uh, neros, meaning the uh, candlesticks, silver candlesticks, tefillin boxes. I mean, the list goes on and on. Megillas and, and different um, groggers for Purim, uh, dreidels, and, um, and um, uh, I, I mentioned... Yeah. Sefer Torah has got a couple. Is there of those a Sefer Torah right here? Yeah, there's there's actually three. There's one brand new one that's ready for seum. You know, the last hundred osios are just uh, you know, are just uh, boxed out. You know, they're not filled in. It was written by a Slonimer Chassid uh, named Weintraub in Eretz Israel. Uh, that's in there. You know, Sefer Torah is very hard to come by now. New ones are extremely expensive, so there's yeah. one in there. There's a brand new Tehillim on cloth. You know, that seems to be a uh, a thing now. Uh, that's uh, written in a rod in Eretz Israel by Gera Chassid. Uh, and you got two antique Sefer Torahs, you know, that are both puzzle. Uh One uh, was probably Polish. It's very, very small. I think it's nine or ten inches. Uh, and the other one is an old Yekish, an old German Ksav uh, that also, that one may be restorable. It needs a lot of work, but it's only 13 inches and has, you know, has the most craziest letters, you know, on, on uh you know that uh, that I've seen from German Sefer Torahs. That's actually we've become a lot busier with Sefer Torahs. You know, since COVID, uh, than we were in the last twenty years. What you about know, what about the Moroccan one, item four thirteen? How's that? That's pretty inexpensive, frankly, in terms of the estimate. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, there's two reasons for that. No, number one, it's you know, it's um, we we have a tradition, uh, Ashkenazim, not to mashuach the inside. That means we don't paint the inside. Uh. We only paint the outside of it. The Sfarnim hold that it's okay to mashuach on the inside or held it. You know, now nothing is mashuach, not on the inside and not on the outside because it adds a lot of weight, uh, you know, to it. You know, so um, for an Ashkenaz, it's not really. I mean, you really can't make that kosher. Right. Uh, and for a Sfard, you know, most most people would you know just rather buy a non mashuach safer. So at this point, this is more of a collectible. You know, that's why the price is what it is. Who uh, had to get a hold of the four single dollars given from the Lubavitcher Rebbe? 
uh, one of the guys, you know, one of my you know, usual, you know, usual, I don't want to say usual suspects, but one of my usual consigners, you know, I came I in. Have, you know, I think I have some dollars in the Rebbe somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I also, I mean, I, I had like three or four of them. And then over the course of years, I gave them to various Cholim, and uh, yeah, I just forgot who I even gave them to. Right. But yeah, it wasn't that was not a magical experience visiting the Rebbe. Oh, that was incredible. It, 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 Mamish magical. You could look into his piercing eyes, and he yeah. could look at you and tell you everything you did wrong and everything you did right in about thirty seconds. The day before my wedding, gave me a dollar for the chassan, a dollar for the kala, and a dollar for the chassan. I said oh, to my, I said to myself, almost paid for the Verrazano toll. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, 100% extra special. And yeah, don't worry, everyone. Everyone in Chabad is probably nervous that I don't know where they are. I think I know where they are. Don't worry about it. Um, and, and tell me about 415, the Brooklyn Hebrew Orphan Asylum Box Fund. Is that a an organization that grew into something we'd be familiar with, or is it just a traditional no. wooden? It's a wooden stucco box. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I mean, it existed back in the time. I don't know right. if it turned into anything. You know, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But you know, I mean, it was a, a pretty popular charity, you know, back about a hundred years ago, you know, you know, we, we were not living with modern medicine. People would die of tuberculosis. People would die of other things in the 40, you know, when they were thirties and forties, right. you know, the, the, you know, the length of life, you know, in 1900 was greatly different than it is now, yeah. you know, so there were a lot of Hebrew orphans and we had to support them. You know, this was a, a, a nice, I don't want to say folk art, but folk art, you know, a charity box. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Jonathan Greenstein and I remind you that there's an auction of rare antique and artisan Judaica this coming Wednesday, July the 13th, beginning at 11 a.m. The gallery is at 417 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. Uh, Jonathan, what do you recommend? What do you recommend for people who want to get involved in this, both who can come to the gallery and who cannot come to the gallery? Just go to the website. You can bid online now. You know, in the olden days, we used to rent out uh, the Martinique Hotel, right. you know, bring everything to the city. Before that, we, you know, we did it at the Sheridan. You know, now digital photography is so good, and nobody wants to leave their homes. Everybody just bids online. <laughs> you know, really, it, you know. It, when, does bidding, it, we, when does bidding begin? Uh, it's, it's open already. It's, oh, you know, it's open it. on the internet. Yeah, it's a live. You know, it's a live auction. You know, just like you know every other you know real auction house where I stand there and I go, I got a hundred dollars on that one. You know, all the way you know two hundred dollars, and uh, it, it could be. And the internet uh, bids against me or the phone bidder or the order bidder, uh, or yeah, we have people that still come into the room, right. you know, and sit down and. Take a chair and a number and a paddle, just like we did 30 years ago, you know, 20 years ago, whatever it was, uh, and um, and did, you know, you just register in person. But, you know, the, web, the website really explains everything. If you go to the website, you know, www.jgreenstein.com, click on auction, uh, and, um, you know, it'll, it'll give you a whole run of the catalog. If anybody needs a hard copy of the catalog, I think I got about 30 or 40 left, you know, uh, just shoot me an email. You can connect to me through the website, and I'm happy to drop it in the mail for anybody. There you go. jgreenstein.com. A, a, a letter J, letter J, Greenstein, G-R-E-E-N-S-T-E-I-N.com. That's a website. You can email Jonathan, Jonathan at jgreenstein.com and get involved in the auction on the 13th of July. Always a lot. You know how much I love looking through the catalogs. Always a lot of fun. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. And thanks for joining yeah. us this morning, and good luck with the auction. Nachum, love you, brother. I hope everything always stays well. You continue to be blessed, and uh, you're doing an awesome service to the Jewish community, really. Nobody understands how important it is to have you on the air. I appreciate that so much. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Uh, Same to you. Jonathan Greenstein, everybody. jgreenstein.com is the website. Check it out. The catalog's amazing, as always. More coming up. You're listening to a Thursday edition of JM in the AM.